Hey creeps, it's Markella. Really quick, I just wanted to advertise Crypticon again. It's coming up in Seattle, Washington, May 3rd through the 5th. Um, because I was in the area for a long time being nerdy and loving horror films and not going, and I regretted it. So there's like a big X-Files cast coming in, like William B. Davis and Mitch Pelegi and... Uh, Jonah Ray will be there, D. Wallace will be there, Ray Weiss will be there, um, uh, Art the Clown from Terrifier will be there. Um, it's really great. The best part is the discussion panels because you sit in a room with a topic of your choosing and just spend an hour saying whatever you want with people who want to really be there too. It's super great. Um, please go. If you can, it's cheap. <laughs> Uh, also, apologies for our new microphone that farts electron, like, electronic farts happening as we're, like, being, like, audio bitches about it and being, like, super posh about how much we're into audio. <laughs> Oops. And, um, how did we get through this episode without making a propaganda joke? <laughs> <laughs> Voraciously devouring the way things are today. Savagely deflowering the good old USA. We for madness. We for madness. So mad. Welcome to the Super Hot Bad Guy Podcast, where we discuss alluring villains and why we find them so sexy. We cover foes and scandals of all genders from our favorite films and TV. Whether it's action, romance, comedy, sci-fi, or good old horror, we're getting hot for all the wrong reasons. Today's host, Natasha Baptiste. Uh, Markella Dykvis. And on the new microphone, it's Eric Blake. A new microphone! New microphone. Let us know if it's jarring. (laughs) Sounds awesome. To sound so good. The initial monitor tests have sounded pretty good. Yeah. We'll get a stand for it. So I am sorry if I knock it or anything. I I listen to a couple of podcasts where people hit the mic and it's some days it's like too many times, man. You hit it too many times. (laughs) So I'm going to try and be careful as I am holding this mic. But yeah. Listen, there's podcasts where you can just hear people like drop their other beer um what's the top of the beers the, the tabs? tabs they just drop the little caps on that the floor all the time and they so say good. they say <laughs> hi to their cat and that's what we are um really quick back in october of 2018 someone left a review for our podcast and i just caught it like earlier this month Oh, Thank sweet. you, Isn't kind that? stranger. That's they were very cool. appreciative. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it because um, no one's ever officially given us a review for uh, an iTunes review. So, this is from oh my god, I can't find it. <laughs> How do you work? Okay, oh, right there. Okay, Vampire of Soda left us a review, a five star review. And they said, this podcast does a really good job at explaining what makes certain villains slash bad guys so attractive and interesting. I appreciate that they have a sense of humor about it without being mean-spirited or judgmental about people who fangirl slash boy 
over characters who would be repulsive, terrible people in real life. And it's us to a T. Yeah. I forget sometimes that there's like certain people that when they see a villain in a film, it's just straight up abhorrent to like talk about them in a loving way whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I've had coworkers where I'm like, oh my God, Herbert West. If they know who they are, even they're just like, that's weird. You need to be in a mm. hospital. Cool. I mean, I find that weird considering a lot of the people, most people date. You're basically Nobody has good taste. Dating a villain until you no. meet somebody who's nice to You're you. You're not supposed to. <laughs> but in your mind, they're everywhere. It's all game. Yeah, and everyone's weird. I feel like people just like they act grossed out to like fit in more times than not. That makes me feel good, Natasha. Yeah, I feel like most people do that about almost everything. I mean, the whole body shaming thing is actually a whole lot of people not admitting that they're into different body shapes and yeah. because they were raised with that shame. Yeah, good solid point. What yeah. was that thing that was like sun out, legs out or something? Oh, it just looked like two hot dogs? Is that the thing where everybody was no. putting two hot dogs together? Sun's out, guns out is for muscles. <laughs> But I don't know well, the legs no, no. one. That's that's it. And then someone made like this whole thing. It was like every it was on like every social media thing. But it was like the sun is out, like hairy legs are out, like oh that. spring spring is here. So you gotta shave. Show your no, don't shave. Oh oh my god, you guys have no idea what I'm talking. No, about. not at all. <laughs> Never mind. It's fine. Speaking of things we don't all like. Musicals. <laughs> oh, you don't like musicals? I I like some musicals, but I have to admit, like, it's really, really campy ones as far as the really cult ones, like Rocky Horror Picture Show and all of the Trey Parker, Matt Stone musicals. So there's kind of... Like uh, Cannibal the Musical? Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, Cannibal the Musical is just so amazing. And since Cannibal, they've only made... I mean, Team America World Police, I consider one of their musicals... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they just, they love it. And then uh, the Book of Mormon, also fantastic. Fantastic. But I think that they just kind of... I am a Mormon. <laughs> I, they just, yeah, they hit those spots. But this, I found this one to be pretty delightful. I was going to say, like, this yeah. is good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, I like the, um, what was it, the jungle? Okay, what we're doing today is... We haven't said the name of the movie yet. That oh, is no. true. Should we all say it right at once? Okay, mm-hmm. one... Two, three. Reefer Madness, the, the movie, movie musical. musical. The oh. villain oh. is delicious Alan Cummings. And oh my who gosh. actually chose Alan Cummings for this? Was this one yours? I picked yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were trying to figure out what to do thematically for April, which is a sunny, flowery spring Easter month. Plays 420. And it also is 420, so... So, Eric, you say his name Alan Cummings. Is it? As do I, and it is actually Alan Cumming. Did you oh. know that? Well, it's the U, right? Well, I always put an S on the end. I thought it was Alan Cummings. I feel like people do that because it's, otherwise it's just coming. Oh, my God. It's Alan, it's Alan Cumming. <laughs> I'm looking at the IMDb that I've been using this whole time, and I'm like, oh, there is no There S. is no S. <laughs> um, is Alan Cumming? <laughs> it's Alan Cumming. My bad. No, it's fine. Like I, I used to type his name because I love him, but apparently I don't know how to spell his name. And so when I 
Googled it earlier today, it auto or it auto finished it as Alan Cummings because that's what I type in to Google when I look him up. But there's no S. I've actually heard other people pronounce that Alan Cummings, and it's not even a pronunciation. We're literally adding an entire letter that doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> I think it might also we be confusing. We all learned something today. This is entertainment. It, yeah. <laughs> it's possible that people just confuse it when you hear a sentence like, "Oh, Alan Cummings." bar in new york city which he has one i think it's called oh hmm. i don't know he has one i'm going it's in the lower east no it's in the east side oh it's by it's by Tompkins square park i look forward to hearing about that all right um so we are doing the edge remember the edge game that's the game that natasha created (laughs) We're going to edge our listeners. Where we talk about the movie first (laughs) without talking about the villain. Bring him to the edge. And uh, it's just, we're just going to be edging until we are finally able to talk about him. Oh, how appropriate. Yeah. his name. We'll finally get to the coming. (laughs) And then we get to... We get to talk about coming. I have to change the food I picked for this, apparently. (laughs) Oh, really? Just kidding. It's just a bad joke. Okay. Um, all right, welcome to The Edge. Uh, you Had you guys seen this film before? I, I was like, not. no. Um, I saw it a couple years after it came out, like at a party where everyone there would like play it all the time just in the background. So they had seen it 30 times and it was my first time. And I was really not into it. And I was like, what are they making me watch? I don't like it. I didn't, I've never, I still don't like the opening that's yeah. how Remember I feel about some musicals. Yeah, it's, Some of them go on without having a single song I like, and that's when I'm like, oh no, a lot of people like this, but apparently it's just not my thing. I definitely don't care for the first song in this film, the black and oh. white with the zombies, high school either. students, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. to have it be the Reaper opening number, <laughs> yeah, I felt it was a little too, l- there are a couple of songs in this that I'm just like, for my taste in musicals, are a little too, hey, you're in a musical. Whereas a good Reefer Madness song could be had. I thought all of the antics during that opening number were pretty fun. Yeah, that did make it kind of a fun opening. But, okay, I was confused because I was like, wait, I thought it's supposed to be like a bunch of kids that look like they're on heroin, but these kids all look like zombies. Yeah. Like, what? It's what? interpretive. Zombies okay. are really big. I think. Oh, what's his name? The the guy doing the presentation. Oh, yeah. I think he says that if children smoke marijuana, they will turn into like flesh-eating zombies. Oh, is what okay. he says. He makes a lot of claims. Yeah. So like they ob- just refer to him as lecturer, by the way. Lecturer, yeah. thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Hannibal lecturer. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he says his name. He doesn't have a no. name. He's just in town to spread propaganda. So when you guys watched, when you guys started this film, were you worried that I made a bad decision? (laughs) Not as much as some other films. Oh, really? (laughs) I mean, I'd have to go back through, but there was one. uh, The Snow White and the Huntsman? That was a bad decision. Well, I mean, the opening of that was pretty cool, though. (laughs) I was like pretty stoned when that one started. I was like, hey, all right. And then it got worse and worse. Check out our episode on Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> that was not, it, the epi- our episode turned out pretty good. The movie itself, no. Yeah, but um, I, I because of my usual kind of 
having sat through musicals I wasn't that into, I was like, well, there might be a good number in, or two in here. I expected this first number to be pretty out of control, and um, Alan Cumming was great in it. We'll get there. Eyebrows. <laughs> Great eyebrow oh, work. Edging. Oh, edging. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, we need eyebrows. like a penny in a jar every time we accidentally. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I edged too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, so the film starts with the guy having a meeting at a high school and saying, your kids will die if they smoke marijuana. Here's oh, a I- film that I made. Yep. So they play a movie within a movie called Tell Your Children. And the whole film, well, the actual film, Reefer Mattis, the movie musical, is set in 1936. So you really have to put your head in the space of 1936 because this is a made-for-TV film. And it doesn't look like the 30s except for maybe, like, their costume design and the way they talk, which is also, like, very... um, no one said swell, though. What? No one said swell, though. I was a little disappointed. I'm sure they did. But it was all the they? same. It's like every cheesy word but swell. Who's the guy that Anna Gasteyer is dating in the movie? The ba- the other bad guy? The other bad guy. The one with the giggle sticks? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind fantastic. of... There's really, yeah, there's really oh, two villains uh, in this movie, and he's the other one. Steven Weber. Steven Weber. Yeah, he is also quite attractive. So I think he's my... Really? Yeah. I mean, technically, he's the other villain in this film, so this could be like a twofer, technically. So he could be our other secret under-the-carpet villain. It's one of those dudes that gets better with age. He's not bad-looking. He was so well-lit in this, I did not... I couldn't... I was like... When I looked him up on IMDb, I was like, really? Like, in 2015? I was like, no, that's just awesome, awesome lighting and makeup work. Like, he looks awesome. This is a 2015 film. What is it from? I want to say it's like 2000... One? I feel like it's when the two towers went down. (laughs) Oh, God. 2005. My bad. Oh, 2005. So, yeah. My bad. Post 9-11. Yes. Stephen Weber. Isn't everything. (laughs) Wow, this post-9-11 Stephen Weber is really knocking that out of the park. (laughs) And I suppose this picture on IMDb is probably from now. And it's been over 10 years. so. So I will say his character in this movie is definitely my favorite in the film. Um, he does these like movements and the way he pr- he acts out like all of his scenes, it makes me think of like David Wayne's Stella with Michael Ian Black and uh, David, is it David Showalter or Michael Showalter? Michael Showalter. Michael Showalter and that kind of like what Hot American Summer uh-huh. really comedy. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite part, it's towards the beginning of Reefer Menace when... Um, is it? Oh, it's right before the uh, Anna Gasteyer song. Yep. When he first shows up, I wrote, you know, jerkiest but best dressed drug dealer I've ever seen. <laughs> so, yeah, when he leaves the drug den and she sings that rape song. The yeah. stuff. The it stuff. Rapes me. <laughs> oh, my God. Stops. I did die when that happened because, like, so the whole, the whole, like, town is like right outside her window and everybody's like perfectly placed like there's like a a milkman baker like there's like a perfect spread of people that you just barely like see for that one little gag and it, i thought it really it works pretty well oh my god her character was so over the top i loved it i felt yeah. like it i love her but i did not like her comedy in this movie at all i didn't think it matched up she didn't make me laugh 
I feel like she was doing a different type of comedy than everybody else in the film. I love her, though. I do love her. But this one Steven Weber scene, before she starts up that song, he's leaving the house, and he hits her, but then she's like, wait, you know, I need my fix. (laughs) And he, like, pulls a joint out of his breast pocket, and he's kind of holding it to himself. And he has the smug look on his face like he's the coolest guy in the world. Such a douche. And he, instead of just throwing it down to her, it's this crazy physical comedy of like, he uses his entire upper body to jerk his his hand forward and he just like lets it go. And it's such a like wet, hot American summer thing. Yeah. <laughs> Best part of the movie. His whole physical humor is really funny. I love his whole... His dance routine, and then just the fact that, like, he lures people in, telling them he's going to teach them how to dance. It's, like, the dumbest, yeah, like, scam. I think it goes for whatever they're looking for. Because there's two kids that want to learn how to dance. Yeah, he oh, brings really? another yeah. guy in under the same ploy, and that's when oh. I was like, wait a minute, is that all he does? And I, it's almost implied. But that's because the president is coming into town next week for the big dance-off, and that's oh, what all yeah. the kids are into. That's right. So that's just what he was using for that week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Nev Campbell is the lady yeah, who she was superb. With. And I wish she was in this movie more, and same. originally she was supposed to play Sally, Hmm. But when her brother got the role of Jimmy, Ooh, that weird, huh? wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. And I I do not like who they got for Sally. She can sing very well, but I cannot. Uh, she's yeah. just not my type of human being, I guess. I actually liked her a lot. I At the end, the last song that she sings in the movie, and she like kind of belts out this note, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you were supposed to be lead, except like not really because there was a bigger star. Well... And this film was based on a play that I'm assuming was based in L.A. I didn't do that much research on it, but um, the movie music, the Reefer Madness musical, the original cast was, um, who's the character, is it Rufus? Who's the college guy with the crazy hair? Oh, he was awesome. Yeah, he was also great. He is in the original cast. So that guy's name is uh, Ralph Wiley. And then he's also Uncle Sam at the end. Who's the character? Is it Ralph? Oh. Ralph Wiley is okay. the character, yeah. Okay, so the guy who does Ralph is in the original cast from the theater production, but oh, really? so is hmm. so is Kristen Bell and Christian, oh, Christian. Campbell. Okay. Yeah. But when they did the film, it was like they weren't sure if he would be recast in that role. And that's why Nev Campbell tried out for Sally, but then when he reprised his role for the film, they were like, oh, that's gross. You oh, can't be that's Sally. A tricky. <laughs> oh yeah, because Sally was the, she was like the dumb. Yeah, blonde, she's the basically. one. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of the simulated sex in this. Honestly, I was like, actually, could have had Nev Campbell there because it's the most juvenile humping, of, and it's really, really farcical. Been weird, though. But uh, yeah, because it's implied, it's kind of gross. I would yeah. have loved to see her as Sally, though. Oh God, she would have been great. Yeah, and then the other simulated sex. I don't know. It always just bugs me because. It reminds me of in movies when the female character is peeing with her underwear still on. Yeah. So, okay. So, so it reminds me hump, of that. They hump through clothes constantly in this um, yeah. yeah. Way at the end when Mary Lane is raping, what's his name? Ralph? Mm-hmm. Ralph. And she sings her fictional like dominatrix song and then she just like sits on his lap and starts going, eh. 
eh, shut up, bitch. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> Unless that was supposed to be fake and she just thinks that's what sex is. Because that yeah. could be that too. Yeah, because she does not know. <laughs> no. And actually, none of these kids really know. So that just could be what they think sex is. Yeah, yeah actually, this Everyone's might... <laughs> so repressed. That's yeah. another great thing about it's that comes across in this. That this might not be the film's inter- like uh, interpretation. It might just be like literally that's what they are doing. <laughs> just humping. Because he was just humping a couch. Yeah. He was humping everything. There was yeah. so much humping in that, in yeah. so many scenes. So. The opening is a guy is going to play a movie for some townsfolk, some concerned parents. <laughs> In the opening of that, we meet Christian Campbell, who's playing Jimmy. Very yeah. saccharine young man with a bow tie and a vest. And yeah. then we meet uh, da, 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 Mary, yep, Mary Kristen Lane. Bell, who's also very saccharine and has the most amazing hair curls. Cause oh, God. Why not? Oh, God. And everything's just perfect. <laughs> She, and they're looks just so like, she looks like a cartoon drawing yeah. of like what a person should look like. Yeah. <laughs> so my quick note, they have a first song, which I thought was really funny because it's all about how they're like Romeo and Juliet, but they're so stupid. They never get to the end of the book <laughs> and see that both characters die. Yeah, yeah. So it's like sort of foreshadowing. And also like, well, they... it's just funny how they set those characters up to just yeah. like, these are two very stupid repressed kids. Yeah. The lyrics of that song is, they get married and have lots of babies. <laughs> Put a plague on both of our houses if we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's the and they're wrong. <laughs> and they're wrong. That song was like the best thing ever. Like, wait, so neither one of them finished. See, I thought the song right. was a little too saccharine, but the joke was very good. So I was like, I'm okay. I'm with this song. I'm, I'm like, okay with it. Because, yeah, the next song I think is The Stuff. And that I thought yeah. was really funny. Or no. Yeah, the stuff uh, well, comes there's before. There's one song that's like dancing. I think dancing, that's after that's after the stuff. Dun, 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 okay. Because after dun, dun, dancing, dun, dun. that's when he brings Jimmy back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. The that's stuff when he grabs Jimmy. After right. he leaves. Yeah. Okay. Was anybody else surprised when Jimmy like they did that song in the jungle? Whatever. Um, like how cut Jimmy was. I was surprised. I was not expecting that at all. He was because like he came lean... out as such a dweeb. <laughs> He's a lean. Young man from the 30s. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, wow. Was not expecting that. And it's Maybe. an actor who just yeah, clearly keeps in wicked good shape. And I think they were shape. all in super good shape because, <laughs> like, uh, that, particularly that dance number, uh, the next one. So they have their saccharine moment. Then we meet the drug house, which is where Anna Gasteyer is introduced, uh, May, and she does her song. And then we go to the classic diner scene. And that, I was like, damn, there's like 20 people doing a really rigid, like, choreography. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, rigid. in a pretty small space. And then they open it up and do the whole, like, uh, like Latin number. Yeah. yeah. I thought that whole thing was pretty cool. Very colorful. Nev Campbell's killing it in that as the as the bartender. It's or her only scene. Yeah. <laughs> She's driving a car in a later scene. But it's, yeah, yeah it's pretty, it's pretty quick. But oh. yeah, I thought that was really impressive. And especially during that diner scene, that's when I was like, oh, everybody was in really fucking good shape for this. Like, yeah. And it looks like they're still having a ton of fun. So so after the diner scene, he Jimmy gets lured and finally they get him to smoke weed. And that's when we get to probably the longest segment as well is like his oh kind of dive into weed yeah. and the I whole wanted, jungle scene. I wanted yeah. to like this number more. Mm. Because this is, like, the big scene where the kid gets, like, usurped into, like, the evil den of madness. And it's not as cool. It didn't blow my mind, like, 
I think it was oh, supposed to. I loved to. it. You did? Yeah. I think it was probably one of my favorite. I just thought it was very long because I found myself, it is sort of like two and a half songs, I guess. Yeah. There's sort long. of like a, a rollover. Yeah. And it makes sense because they're kind of talking about jazz and stuff. And... and the other big part of the song is, excuse my edging, but oh. the the goat oh. shows up and that's supposed oh. to be a big thing and it's not. Well, okay, so after that, there's like a montage. Mary Lane is in church oh, yeah. and her pew is empty. And she does that. She has a song there. And then that song directly leads into... Listen to Jesus, Jimmy. Yes. Okay. So I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I thought oh, the yeah, Jesus song yeah. was show, right? an awesome song, and also I thought the Jesus guy looked awesome too. Like the whole set design was great. Satan was song. there, and I was like, "Why is Satan at this heaven party?" But whatever. Uh, my recollection was that that Satan character was played by Alan Cumming, but he is not. No, it's and not. And I feel like he could, he should have been, or something. Yeah. Well, he did the cool goat edging, but yeah, the Satan is someone else. But, um, so is it after the Jesus song that he goes and tries to find her? Yeah, because then he gets the, the brownie song is after that. So they, well, they run over someone They in run the car. over that guy, and yep. the girl, like, bails. bails. Yeah. He drives to Mary Jane, or Lane's house, and tells her that they need to get out of town, and blah, blah, blah. And they sing Mary Lane. Yeah, and so she goes to pack a bag, That's and he's he waiting get, for yeah. her, and then that guy shows up and is like, I was looking for that car. Do you like brownies? And gives him a brownie because he's <laughs> and hungry. And then that cartoon. And that brownie, by the way, has green sticking out of it, yeah. which is so funny. If you've had a pot brownie, that is obviously not what no. they look like. Don't no. eat it if it looks like that because no. it hasn't been cooked properly. <laughs> no. The oils haven't released from the weed if it's green, so no. don't eat it if it looks like that. No. But I thought it was very funny that they were like, it's clearly a weed brownie because there's all this green sticking out of it, but and he's that- so dumb he doesn't. I'm upset. Well, also, that movie was all, like, misconceptions, so they just thought that's what oh, a yeah. Reed Brownie was, when it's like, y- no. Yeah, <laughs> but the, I'm I'm upset at the animator for that scene, because it needed it needed to be brighter colors. Mm-hmm. Um, their faces, so when they have the, I like the little brownie, and the there's, like, a cookie or something, like a sexy cookie and a sexy oh, brownie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's, like, fucking the brownie. That's, I like that. so wild. <laughs> I like yeah. them because it reminded me of like Tiny Toons, all the sexy Tiny Toons. He said, "Don't animals. give me like a macaroon," and then the macaroon. Oh, the macaroon! Like... Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, the macaroon when... is supposed to look like uh, is supposed to look like Mary. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, so that's fine. The color should have been brighter. But what really bothers me about the animated sequence is all of the characters when they're animated, they don't look like the actors. And then it just like the lips and the nose and the eyes was just so bland. And when you have an edible, which is the point of the scene, which and this is an animated edible scene in a movie about pot, it should not have looked like that. So I don't know whose fault it is, but shame on them. <laughs> should have been trippier, you're thinking? It should have been like crazy rainbows. I, and... I mean, is that how you experience edibles? Yes. Oh yeah, she oh. tripped balls one time. Don't you remember oh, the yeah, time yeah. I had? Yeah, yeah. I went I, to Dirty yeah. Dancing Land. Yeah, yeah. They oh, don't really get me that life. bad. So they don't I... get me that bad either. So I was not feeling that way. I, I was reading that... about it the other day, and apparently, I need to be taking more now because I I've never had what I experienced that first time. 
Oh. The last time I had an edible is when I went to see us, and that shit didn't kick in for like five fucking hours. I had an edible. I had an edible when I went to see us, and I feel like I think that's when I realized I. Am I the only one who just smokes a good old joint before they go see us? I just didn't have. I didn't have any of my shit with me, and my friend was like, "I'm gonna bring edibles." I was like, "Sweet." I think it made the didn't kick in. This isn't spoilers, it's in the trailer, but the thunder off the shore when she's holding the candied apple. Oh my god. Ugh. The sound so design good. in Us. So uh, good. Are I we about to take an Us break because we've all seen it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, Us was By so the way, good. go see Us. Now we have to get back to the podcast. Us. Yeah. Oh god, it's so good. Just go see it. Anyway, so animated oh God, scene. The bunny scene. Oh, the music in that. I listen to that song all the time now. Oh, yeah. Okay, anyways. They have. Did you guys <laughs> know on Spotify they have the version of the I Got or Five On It song? Oh, yeah. You just look for the Us. The thing. version that's in the trailers on Spotify. Yeah. Yep. You just Ooh. have to look for the Us soundtrack. Yep. And it's on there. Oh, it is. God. It's but funny love... how good it is, too, because I'm yeah. not the only one who's like, yeah, I had to go listen to that soundtrack again the next day. Just really well. Same. Same composer as, as Get Out, and yeah, he just knocked oh it out of the park once again. I was oh, walking and home. And the song at the end. Oh my god, we're talking about a different movie right now, but <laughs> the song at the end of the movie that's like, pin me in her hair. Oh yeah, it was just like this happy song, and that's when you realize everything, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's really wonderful, everybody. It, it, it makes sense to do this brief interlude because it just came out, and it's still going to be out. If you haven't seen it by 420, you know what's a really good thing to do on 420? Go, Go see us. Fucking see fucking we'll be out Go see a fun movie. To you're gonna buy, you're like, gonna have a little laughs. You're gonna totally weep. Oh my god. Uh, now we're gonna talk about this one. <laughs> Uh, and then we the Mary were Lane on song. the brownie. The yeah. Mary Lane song is before that, and I do love that song. I get it stuck in my head all the time. I was singing it before we started recording today. It's great, and I love her ridiculous um, Mary Lane's ridiculous pajamas. Oh God, yes, the yeah. almost full, the full nightgown. Yeah, it would Classic. be impossible to sleep in that. I dress. mean, my nightgown yeah. or that nightgown. I'm sorry. Um, and if there's any like men, like very masculine men listening right now, and they think they couldn't wear that to bed, neither could a very feminine woman. It would be impossible. <laughs> no one could do it. So they were horrible. I'm a very sweaty person. I, I could not wear that. No, me. I think it's like silk. Oh god. Layers and layers and of silk. <laughs> what I loved about that scene that made me like fucking die for some odd reason was when he was like talking to her and she's like, You look different. He's like gained a few pounds i'm oh. always hungry and she's like a moment on the lips is forever on the hips and i like died yeah so i was gonna ask i was gonna bring that up um did you guys notice how insanely judgmental mary lane is well i think what's funny is oh, yeah, yeah she's just spouting off all of the repressed vocab that like a good girl back in the day would yeah. spout yeah well but she's also kind of a she's not a bully she just has this, I think she's like one of those popular girls that treats other people pretty poorly unless you're her friend. Because if you rewatch the film way back in, the, in her first scene, she's afraid of the turtle and he shows it to everyone with a big smile and she looks at her friends like like she thinks he's like dorky. And then she's, I forget what she says, but she says something kind of snotty. She's kind of a snotty person. She kind of remind me of that. Um, she's a square. Yeah. She's a square, but she's, she's square. like a mean square. Oh. She reminded me of the older version of the little girl from 
Charlie and Chocolate. Is it Charlie? No. Where's that little girl from? The, um, the, Adam's Family the Values. Cat movie, the no. animated cat movie. Oh, fuck. We're making some really wild guesses. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of blonde Tiny girls. Tunes, oh, no, no, no. Um, Lick, Lemony Snicket. Have you guys seen that show, Lemony Snicket? I didn't watch on the show. Oh, Not okay. yet. Oh, fuck. Okay. There's a little girl on the show, and she's a fucking bitch. But same haircut. Like, yeah. Same, like, blonde haircut, tap dances and sings. Yeah, it's those. Uh... <laughs> and she, like, those and girls. she pulls, like, a double take. Like, she'll be a complete dick to you. But then in front of grown-ups, she's like, oh, well, I'm just whatever. Yeah. You know, like, just this nice little blonde girl. She totally remind. And I was like, who does she remind me of right now? But it was the blonde chick from Lemony Snicket who's always making fun of the orphan kids. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like Mary Lane would make fun of orphans. I feel like she does. I feel like she says something like that. Well, I mean, it's during the same kind of time period. So I, she had the same kind of... I mean, the little girl would say, like, bullshit things that people thought about orphans back in the day. Also, now that I'm thinking more about this, so this is 1936. So this, okay. What I'm trying to say is when I watch movies from the mid-30s, it feels more like the 20s to me, especially with the fashion. And in this film, if I had to guess based on their costume design, it looks like they're set, it looks like it's set in the 50s. Yeah. yeah. Or like 40s or something at yeah, least. Yeah, it does not look like the 30s It really all. doesn't look like the 30s. Like she wears like two-part outfits that's like a skirt with a top. Yeah, it looks like the 40s, 50s to me. Yeah, so I don't know. But there might be something weird. And in the there was no diners like that. The diner where they all danced. That's a 50s diner, right? Yeah. 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 So this movie is weird. I don't know. It's anachronistic, but I mean, they're, they're playing around with a lot of concepts. I guess they, they must have, they must be. Um... Someday I'll get cancer or hit by a train. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of wild lines in this movie. Um, what happened after that? Okay, so he eats the bread and he goes back. To... He goes back. She follows him. Yeah. Ralph. Oh, that's when she. And that's does when the... she turns into a, a whore. Yeah. And I then... lo- I love that she's into Paris, and her and Jimmy being uh, getting into college early. Oh yeah. Because that gives so you a little weird. bit more insight into what. She, Mary Lane oh, was I'm, important to Mary Lane. I'm dating a college guy or yeah. something. Paris? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be into her like little like gothy dom outfit. But the older this film gets, the more that looks very like late 90s, early 2000s, which this was 2005. But yeah. her outfit just really looks like she bought all of that stuff at the mall. There's some dated material, but I mean, I think she still pulled it off. It's a pretty good outfit. She pulls it off, I guess, just like the quality of the material. I'm like, Mm. looks like she bought this at Spencer's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hot topic. You could do something cooler now. And I do love how it's like the complete opposite of the personality she like puts out. You're just like, okay, girl. All right. And this is all, what's the word? The interviewer? The The lecturer. The lecturer. So... Oh, we're not supposed to really talk about him, but Edging. this is their film that they made to show parents to warn about kids doing this. So whatever you see about Mary and Jimmy is these weird politician, like, propaganda peoples. Like, they made this film. Yeah. And that's yeah. what makes it And that's really what it, Reefer Madness, the original, is. Yeah. yeah. It's just people's paranoia and fears just 
completely exaggerated because oh. reefer madness is all about how it's gonna turn our girls into whores and it's gonna turn our boys into murderers that it's just gonna turn everybody into rapists really yeah. quickly have you seen the original film no but i might have i don't remember but i was wondering isn't the original like the real version and then someone made a musical or was that yeah. always like a parody i have only seen excerpts and it, i think, I think it's, it's watched as a comedy right now. now but it I was supposed to be Amazon. like i think it was meant to be a piece but it was so outrageous that it's just everyone it's just hilarious my understanding if they was meant that it, when they you know? made the film that was the legit film yeah so in this musical it's not a remake of the movie it's yeah. a movie about them spoofing the fact that that movie was made oh yeah and they're like their whole thing was just like basically they'll act like the way we think of minorities yeah like the entire time was like oh basically yeah well i just saw i just saw a gif when i was like looking at and no one smokes joints like that like you you puff a little bit okay so i saw (laughs) i saw a gif of from the original film where the i guess the woman who's like the mary lane character she's like playing the piano and she has like a joint on her lips and she's just like moving back and forth and her she has like the googly gremlin eyes from gremlins too yeah it's crazy so (laughs) tell your children was actually an original name of reefer madness right yeah and then they changed it to reefer madness yeah yep oh yeah it probably helped fuel a bunch of racism that was already prevalent Prevalent, you know but yeah okay um mary does her number and then jack comes home somehow she gets shot no the boyfriend jimmy he comes downstairs he sees her jimmy comes down and fights ralph they're in a fight and jack comes back in jack shoots mary when they're fighting yeah but mary's all like stoned and doesn't really know what's going on (laughs) and then Jimmy gets passes out or gets punched out, so Jack puts the gun in his hand and he wakes back up and he's like, "I'm a murderer." Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then, then the girl May tells him like, "Can't you see, Jimmy? He's Can't trying you... to frame you." <laughs> yeah, and then May won't. Yeah, when the police come, May still won't help out, so he goes to jail. The song after this is when Ralph. Oh, because he crazy. goes. He goes on a death row. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's the last song. He, I mean, he go. They show him like. Yeah, he so goes, he goes to prison, and then he goes yeah. to prison. And Ralph's then... going crazy, and May wants, May wants to fess up as well. So they both are like very troubled about Mary's death and the fact that Jimmy is was framed because they wouldn't fess up. So they there's this like musical sequence where there's like zombies in the the pot field in the backyard and. All the dead Ralph people. Ralph turns into a cannibal and yeah. eats. And he ends up like eating what's her face. Doesn't First, she? May kills Jack. Then oh. May goes and runs out. Yeah, she's covered this, in blood. I got laughs out of this scene for sure. I'm surprised you didn't get laughs out of this because she's covered in blood, running up to the president as though oh, like she's good. completely clean. That was great. <laughs> that was so great. And then the and fact then the that president's like, like, okay, I'll pardon your friend. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, we're he, edging a little bit because Truman is played by or FDR. Oh, we're so close. FDR. Yeah. FDR. But we're so close. And um, he touches her at one point, and then he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, she's covered." In blood. <laughs> and I do love the final song. Well, is it the final song? I think this song. This is another song that leads into another type of song. But this initial prison song when he gets released is so hokey because it's like we're gonna tell him the truth. 
truth, truth, guys. Yes, I love this song. The truth, truth, truth song was fucking great. Because that's the whole thing is like, obviously, this is propaganda. Yeah. So the whole concept is like, and then you just bombard them telling it's like, this is all the truth. This is all the truth. Yeah. Like that, that was fucking great. And the great. Statue of Liberty and Uncle Sam come out. Yeah. And like, and the president. It's good. Um, and then, yeah, Jimmy gets released and. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie Bell goes to heaven. Mary Lane goes to heaven. Yeah. And then there's a weird bonfire at the end where everybody comes back. And that's weird because, and for some reason, I, ne- I never noticed. I just this realized Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell goes to the good place in this movie. Oh, she does. Well, oh, <laughs> is that like a reference to the show? Yeah. Is she in that show? Yeah. yeah. She okay. Stars. That's what I thought. She's like the main person. Just making sure. One of my favorite scenes of all time was before she gets ran over by the car and she's in like the grocery store or whatever and the lady's like oh you have a busy weekend she's like i'm just gonna like drink some wine eat some trips and masturbate until i like pass out or whatever and then she just leaves the store it was like the best scene ever because the cashier's like is this show ask you about that The show, show about dead people? The show's about heaven. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's about like whether you go to the good place or the bad place. And she is a complete dick in the show. Like she's a horrible person. It's great. So they keep doing flashbacks and she thinks that she got into heaven by mistake. And so she has to pretend to be good. Yeah. When she does not know how. She's just like a horrible she person. She got into heaven by mistake? Oh, we got a lot a of, whole thing. We got a lot of plugs in this episode. Yeah. Go see us. Good Place is good. Good, good Place is super so good. good. Every yeah. season ends and starts a new paradigm. It's awesome. Okay. And who's the main guy in that? What's his name? I don't like uh, the older guy. Uh, Ted Danson? Yeah, I don't Ted know. Danson, oh, I isn't Ted it? And um, I really like Mark Evan Jackson, who plays one of the... He's the office guy from hell yes i love Dude, him. that guy okay i'm is, sorry but yeah that's have you guys watched the what we do in the shadows television oh channel? not yet any good they are streaming the first episode free but then you have to like get wherever fx will play it but the first episode is out fantastic and my favorite character is I can't say anything, but you guys said something about an office worker, so that's all, right. all I'm going to say. Okay, yeah. I'm definitely going to check that oh, out, because that movie's amazing. What was the robot girl's name? Annie or uh, Darcy Carden is Jan. Yeah. Oh, In the good God. place? Yeah. yeah. Favorite character I don't know of what you guys are saying. Check it out. Super <laughs> yeah. good show. It's okay. so good. So the bonfire at the end is weird, because it blurs, it doesn't blur the line, it combines, like the parents that are watching the movie with the characters that are in the movie. Yeah. So I think that's just supposed to be like a big grand like ending to the actual film that you're And on the stage that makes sense because then you just combine all the scenes. Yeah. 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 And so the stage play, I watched a little bit of it on YouTube and they don't go into those like dreamscape musical numbers. They do everything on the stage. So like when Mary Lane and Ralph are doing the dominatrix thing it's just them in that living room wearing the same clothes and like the i'm assuming like the jesus scene it's just in the church mm, so they sense. don't go off to these like magical lands on yeah. the stage play like they do in the film also when i watch this film i always think about how amazing of a job some of the actors do in this movie but after re- like recalling that it was a stage play first I realized they do so well in this film because they had to memorize this to do live on stage every night. Yeah. For like however long they. Yeah, I didn't realize how many people had already been in the original. To my knowledge, I think it's the three. It was Ralph, Jimmy, and Mary. 
Because I guess when I saw this, it sounded like it was like a small musical. And I was like, it oh, was, then they but... got these people who are really into musicals to get on board. But I was like, oh, they were already in it. It's interesting because um, my personal problem is Anna Gasteyer and Alan, Anna Gasteyer's performance and Alan Cummings singing in this movie. And I found out that those were like the two people that got like pulled in towards the end. Like, I don't know. I just, I had a slight problem with what they did. You never know if it's going to work out. Yeah. Then we get to the truth song and that's pretty much the wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do truth and then they burn the fields and everything. All right. So are we going to. The edging is over. Are we, are we climaxing to coming? Yes. So we're going to come over to the other side of our show. <laughs> Marijuana is that drug. Vile narcotic, an unspeakable scourge. The real, the public enemy, number one. <laughs> to the Alan Cumming part. Because he doesn't have a name in this movie. It's weird. I'm not sure. He plays a bunch of nameless characters and then FDR. Yeah, yeah like... It, it's pretty wonderful. He's listed as lecturer, goat man, and FDR. But he's also like a garbage man. A I wrote him all Police down. officer. Yes. Yeah, let's go <laughs> There's a long list. through it. Okay, so the most fascinating thing about Alan's character in this movie is that... Uh, hold on a sec. Sure. <laughs> a little orphan girl told me that the sun will come out tomorrow <laughs> i think he's supposed to be he's talking about annie right yeah that's so weird so weird oh my god that part was so weird <laughs> i was like what are you doing <laughs> no the part was so Sorry about weird that. <laughs> when he's when he starts talking about how annie told him that the sun will come out tomorrow, tomorrow. oh yeah and he's like i didn't believe her until today. i didn't want to say anything I mean, uh, yeah, laugh in her face <laughs> Okay, um, so the most fascinating thing about this lecturer is that he's doing this, like, American tour of high schools and colleges, perhaps, but he's showing adults this film that we are led to believe that he, so he made this film, he's in this film, he's presenting this film, he's in it, where he plays, like, a sexy goat man without yeah. his shirt on. Why not? Yeah. I think it's weird. I think it's weird too. I think it's super manipulative, and he does manipulative shit throughout the. He gets to movie. show up, yeah, in a bunch of scenes as sort of. Anytime someone questioned characters. him, he was like, "Oh, who's that? What? What's your background?" He's oh, condescending. Polish. To every yeah. Well, that one guy like, who keeps oh, questioning, shit. he keeps yeah accusing of being <laughs> oh. a commie, which I thought was so funny because like, like well, the only other threat. Besides black people and marijuana, was the goddamn Reds, and what yeah. it, which is pretty, which is also kind of places this film not like a little later too. Yeah, I also like the would it have been mere heroin? <laughs> <laughs> and he also, yeah, a harmless cigarette, <laughs> classic oh villain that we all enjoyed as children. Yeah. yeah, and the first shot of him, he does the classic, like, newspaper clothes, I've been watching the whole time kind of move, yeah. which yeah. I, I always like that move. Okay, so there's a, there's a lot of layers when you think about this movie, because this film was, this film was made by people who are, like, pro-weed, and they made this movie to make fun of people who are not, 
But inside of that movie, it's like... <sighs> Everything's I'm very satirical, bit, so it's not going to make too much sense. Yeah. This is a little Inception-ish, because it's like so, you're going into like so many layers. So, okay, so the beginning of the film, they're saying, oh, I hope this isn't a stag film. But it is, and that's the point. Because the people who made this movie musical and the production musical, the stage production, it is a stag film that this lecturer is showing to adults. Like, he's kind of like, I'm against drugs for the money, or like, what What was their goal? It was like the pharmaceutical companies or something? That was no. like, don't smoke weed because use these pills instead or whatever? Oh, I don't know what, what was the push whole... in the beginning. I mean, it felt like a big propaganda film against different races to me. Yeah, well, no, so... They made a big deal about, like, jazz music and yes, black people. That, that a, little jazz scene was great. It was, <laughs> a, it was a race thing. And, and then they showed the black thing. guy, like, smoking, but he was just minding his own damn business. Yeah. Like, just not acting crazy. <laughs> like, just smoking and doing whatever he needed to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then the next scene with the Asian guy was like oh, an opioid. Oh, that was really bad. Yeah, it was like an opioid did. They and they sell like... an Asian man a baby. <laughs> and then he has chopsticks out and tries to eat. Oh, that's... It was so ridiculous. But they show the Asian mother in the room and she's watching the movie too and she's like, oh, and she like sinks oh, down. Oh, that was kind of funny seat. too. She was like, oh. That's not, <laughs> that's not what happens. So it made, like, anybody else in the room that was a different race, but it was only her. It's like, a bunch of white dudes and her. That was a pretty um, good little bit. That was funny. Like, act even matter about shit, even though they're like, I don't think this is real. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, when it comes to the race part of the film, it's interesting because in this cla- in this town, he's, he's literally grasping at straws. So anytime anybody has anything to say, he consistently will slam them based on what Kami. they're saying. So he took, like, what I would call, like, an old white man and was like, oh, you're Polish? And to me, that's, like, very, like, fantastical. So I guess in the 30s, you well, just he have, says, like, a it, very... That's Russian, isn't it? Polish. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'm just saying, like, if these people are so freaked out about a Polish guy, like, obviously they're going to watch this movie and believe anything yeah. that they see. Well, if it's their agenda... Right. So anyway, so my point was... He's a fear monger. My point yeah. was this lecturer, based on the movie that he's showing to these people and the stuff that's in this film, he actually is showing a stag film. He is showing like sex and like baby eating and... Oh, the baby gets burned at one point. Yeah. And, and like this is what they're showing. So he is showing a stag film and he's in the movie playing like... There's a part in the film where he's just playing a guy who's like making out with Sally... And he has, like, kissy faces or kissy marks all over him and his hair is all disheveled. Yeah, he's all the transitional and characters. We're meant to believe that that's the lecturer playing that role. So he's a little weird. Top enough. <laughs> so before we get into the other characters he plays within the film, I did want to point out I really don't care for Alan Cummings' lip-syncing in this. Like, everybody in the film... Their lip syncing is so on point that you it's flawless. But for him, every song he sings, it sounds like it was completely off. Hmm. And he was I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's his fault or something happened with the audio, but um I don't know if he has a, a history of musicals too, so this might have been well, a he's, reach. Is he? Yeah, he sings yeah. He, he? yeah. 
So I feel like if this is like one of the first few films that he actually did, that makes sense that the lip syncing would be. No, like. he does more singing than acting. Hmm. Um, I guess when it comes to actual film, I don't know because he does a lot. He did, he played. Um, do you know Cabaret? Yeah. Okay, the guy at the beginning that's like, and he has like the sexy suspenders. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was a long, to my knowledge, Alan Cumming got extremely famous for playing that guy in the stage play for Cabaret in the 90s. Interesting. That was like his big break. And that was him singing. And that's what I always hmm. know him mostly is from like stage productions, um, which is so weird because I saw, I saw Alan coming to a, a MTV interview and they're like, you might know him from X-Men <laughs> as like some like blue cat character or something. Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler. It was like TRL or something. They're like, you might know him from Nightcrawler from X-Men. And I'm like, oh no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's, I don't well, know. No, he's that. definitely like in plays. And he's, For but sure. I'm just saying like, if this was like, what is his first few like, films that he did it would make sense that he was a little off yeah yeah he was in two movies i saw before this came out he was in circle of friends which is a drama and he's kind of a creepy greasy not really a villain he's just like a perv oh and then he's in goldeneye he's he's boris i should watch that. so he's also sort of a villain in that he's the super hot nerd in romey and michelle's high school reunion oh my god that movie is so good he's supposed to be no one knows about that movie he's like the ugly nerd that the main character isn't into and he's like literally the hottest guy in the entire film ridiculous fucking love that movie oh i thought it was the other guy that was wait well it's two girls and like the two guys that like them and he's one of oh yeah he's he's one one of of like the gross nerdy guys (laughs) because it wasn't that a play as well and then it got turned into a film that was not a film first and then it got turned into a play i'm sorry there's a romeo and michelle's high school reunion play yes it was in seattle for like a minute i did like the lady who wrote the wrote the music on the piano like wow she like scored it i did her hair once wow that is incredible yeah uh yeah i'll look that up after this um i don't know so yeah i just i'm sad because i love this movie and i love alan cumming but when he sings i am disappointed every time and every couple of years when i watch this i think or i hope that i'll be over it and i'm not i just have Mm. this weird thing with audio i just i have a lot of complaints about audio and film i just wonder if yeah if there were some if there were any like re-recordings of the audio track or reshoots they could have just gotten out of sync so it's one of those things where it's like ooh, it's really hard to tell i can't i wouldn't be able to say because i haven't worked on something like that to be like maybe it's an editing thing Mm -hmm. or for me it's hard to jump to it being alan cummings fault as far as might have just been something off in one of those two recordings because everyone else that sings in the movie it seems like the way it's supposed to be Hmm. that's why i'm like pointing at like him i guess i don't know Hmm. i liked his suit in lecturer mode i think that's a well-cut suit in my internet research hella people assumed or thought that this was Stephen Colbert. What? 
So I saw. I can see that because of the eyebrow work. Honest to God. No. I saw some but it's not people. Him. I saw some people saying, "Oh, this totally looks like Stephen Colbert," or "Oh, this should have been Stephen Colbert," or "Wouldn't it be cool if this was Stephen Colbert?" But then I just saw one person that was like, "Okay, I watched the entire movie thinking it was Stephen Colbert." What? And I don't know if they were lying. Or if they have, they have different voices, or which they, is like yes. the real giveaway is the voice is it's not the, the same. Stephen's mouth is larger than that. I'm sorry, but they have two completely different like facial features and body types. Like Alan Cumming is tall and lanky. Yeah, Stephen Colbert is a, not a lot shorter, but he's shorter and he's a little stockier. Like they have the same like features as in like eye color maybe and hair. I would but say that's about it. Steve, uh, Stephen Colbert is a cross between um, Alan Cummings' lecturer character in this movie and Steve Carroll. Does that hmm. make sense? Oh yeah, it's like uh, totally. the two of them stuck together. Yeah. Oh god, the fact that people mix those two people up. I mixed up two actresses after watching Wakanda and realizing that the chick watching I liked... Wakanda. Wakanda. Or, God, fucking Black Panda. But, like, um, <laughs> like I thought the girl, the badass chick in it that I love. With the short hair? Yeah, that's from, like, The Walking Dead. I thought that she was the chick from How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, they yeah, I remember you saying that. Look very much oh, the same. You said that on a podcast, and I haven't seen that show, but I don't remember if you said that, you, that it was her or not. No, or it's the chick it from the walking dead but i know the other show yeah who i don't remember her name. <laughs> i don't remember anybody's name but and uh to get away with murder to like she with, takes oh. her wig off all the time and she doesn't have any hair so i literally their faces look so similar hmm. without hair that i was like oh i didn't know that she like got all fit for this movie <laughs> and then my friend was like um bitch no <laughs> that's that's, the that's other a girl. different person <laughs> totally different woman <laughs> I do want to also say, again, about the lecturer, like, obviously, he's, like, a super horrible villain, but I love the way he, like, articulates everything, and, like, before the movie starts, he's, like, talking about the weather and, like, kind of, like, buttering them up and stuff, and he's, like, reading um, off of a script about, like, stuff that's been happening around the town, and he's so charming, and I'm so, because it's, like, funny, yeah, and I guess I, like funny people but he just seemed so like seedy and gross and like this like fake charming and i really dug that until he started singing astounding eyebrow work especially in the black and white scenes the lecturer character also Mm -hmm. swashbuckles in the zombie sequence errol flynn style okay it's like sword fighting okay i gotcha gotcha (laughs) i was like what are we all supposed to know what that means (laughs) like when a pirate or like Robin Hood. No, does I got it. you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the yeah. Actually, okay. what is the? I've difference? just never heard that term ever. If it's King Arthur, it's sword fighting. If it's Robin Hood, it's swashbuckling. Swashbuckling is like or just is general specific... piracy and flying around hey, ropes and or stuff. Or is swashbuckling yeah. when you're holding that sword that has the little cup to cover your hands? Swashbuckling <laughs> is is more of um. Is a adjective. It's like uh. It could be like a different type of sword. It's not actually like a specific term. It is more like a pirate movie is a swashbuckling movie. It's uh, a adventuring and possibly rascalry uh, comes to mind. Like uh, yeah, there's some element of adventure and 
some sword fighting, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So really quick, the characters he plays in Tell Your Children are a crossing guard, a mm-hmm. chimney sweep, a jazz musician, a goat god, a church pianist, a prison guard, president, oh, and President Roosevelt. So out of those, did you guys have any, like, like favorite Oh, when she's singing in the church and she says that she lied and he was like, boom. She was like, I told her that someone's sitting here. I liked liked the bassist disguise when he's in the diner because I didn't notice him for like, until they swoop oh, around. Did I not put that one on here? No, oh, that's jazz the jazz musician because okay. he has the terrible soul patch and it the, was like a round circle and on the his beret. Yeah. yeah, so it's like really, really bad. And it's also like that's later like jazz, but it's like it makes sense. It's it's another anachronism, but it's greasy and like as soon as you see him, it's like oh that guy. So I thought that one was pretty funny. Um, I think my favorite is the chimney sweep. So he's wearing um, he has like a soot on his cheeks and his hair is like kind of puffy and curly and he's wearing like a dirty jumpsuit and I just thought it was so hot because I don't like rugged men but I love it when like super feminine thin guys are like in a cost in a rugged man costume and that's what that was and it was so hot to me I think my I, I guess I'm judging by like hot as my favorite but I yeah, thought, yeah, me. the bassist was a favorite because, yeah, I thought it was... Because it was stupid. <laughs> scummy and funny and they got away with it well. And they hit it well, too, because I didn't notice it at first. Um, I thought the probably the goat man is probably the sexiest one. That was pretty Ew. good. It looks it looked cool. <laughs> I've seen people say they were, like, so into that, and that is not... That look reminded me of in the Leprechaun episode we just did when they did the Leprechaun's make, makeup in the last film... It was like his hair and his skin tone was just too similar. And with the goat man, his skin tone and his hair was just so bland. And yeah. I think he didn't have like eyebrows or something. And I just didn't like it. I thought it was cool. I didn't like it. But my second favorite was the church pianist. Because he had like the sexy glasses. Yeah. And his hair was all curly. And he was just like, sing it, girl. <laughs> he looked so good. Which brings me back to the lecturer. So... I want to clear this up. This episode is about the lecturer and the roles that he is playing in the film he made, right? Yeah. yeah. So in the world of the musical, he's kind of the Greek chorus, so yeah. he's sort of kind implanted of in that. So you could interpret that it's like the parents are just tripping out while they're watching this, or he's actually yeah, he they filmed him in the piece, which is really very strange. Yeah. Why would he be in the piece? <laughs> it is very odd, but that's what I like about this character. So he's wearing like a suit and his hair is like, you know, in a proper like 30s do or whatever. But in this film he made, he's just like, he d- he wears like a soul patch and he's he gets playing to do all the, kinds of the what is that? The instrument? Bass. The bass. Yeah. And he's like a church guy with the weird glasses. Oh, and please, I'm like, yeah. oh, so many costumes, lecturer. You really got into this role, didn't you? That's what I like. Like, he really went into great lengths to, like, be part of this production. <laughs> oh, did I say he was a press photographer, too? Yeah, he's oh. one of, he's sort of sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started making a list 
but then I lost track. So the President Roosevelt character, I think, <laughs> is the mo- the one that stands out the most because he has a lot of speaking lines because he's, at that point in the film, he's not talking to the audience to describe what's, like, happening to, like, jump in. He's actually playing a character that's interacting with the characters. I don't find that part sexy because he's, like, a, he's playing, like, an old, awful man. And, yeah, he's not punctuating any of the misinformation, which is where I usually like him to come in yeah. is when they're talking about something and then he, like, stops making out with somebody and stands up and is like, that's right. And when you're <laughs> kids, and it's like, you were just, like, banging that chick yeah. hard over yeah. there. <laughs> like, we saw you. I think his hand is on her butt. Yeah. <laughs> it was very sexual. But then, he, but then he plays FDR. But I actually think that's like his funniest role in the movie and he dances at the end he's like in the dance he's in the wheelchair but he he has his like elbows going yeah and stuff i'm guessing (laughs) that just whoever plays the lecturer role also plays fdr that's just how it's like sequence so it just yeah yeah, it just made sense um another thing i just remembered was in the mary lane song towards the end when it's like Loved by Mary, loved by Mary. And they have, like, the clam singing it. Yeah. And Nev Campbell singing it. They show all the parents and the narr- the lecturer standing up, and they're all, like, kind of dancing around. And he's... Oh, my... Uh, I watched this, like, the second time, and I couldn't remember if he was in that scene. But when it was coming up, I was like, oh, I remember the parents all dancing, but it would be so cool if the lecturer was kind of, like getting down and singing it too and he totally was he was out in the front like the most apparent person like yeah kind of like cheering it on that was kind of cool too right it is funny how the you sort of see the parents at certain points like getting into the movie yeah yeah Yeah. or like or disbelieving it yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. that song stuck man love by mary love by mary love by mary lane and the weirdest thing is her like every time they said her name it reminded me of um what the fuck is that movie called with dave Chappelle and he gets and he falls Half in love baked. yeah he falls yeah. in love with that character mary jane of it's course it's not a good and... movie because it's streaming for free and i almost watched it yeah um, no oh I, it was I definitely it. funny when it came back out yeah. and i mean dave Chappelle, when he talks about it on inside the actor's studio he was like well I was 21, and they wanted me to make a movie, and I loved weed, and so I made a movie about the thing I loved the most. <laughs> uh, when I was in high school and college, there was a lot of movies geared towards teenagers that I refused to watch, and that was one of them. Yeah. Oh, I loved so, that one. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen American Pie. All my stoner friends seen, in high school liked fine. it, so I watched I it later. I have Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> I think you're fine without seeing that movie, okay. too. Mm. Um, but I actually just watched uh, Waiting the other night. And it is that was streaming too. I almost so has weird. that held up. You know what? A little bit. Although I always thought the goat and the Batwing and all that was pretty funny. So yeah, that's all the movies that I missed growing um, up because I was just like, and my I'm boyfriend not a was just kind of teenagers. like, that's kind of true. Like, definitely do all that shit. Like, we don't make weird bat wings with our balls, but we do shit like this mm. in the kitchen. I was like, I never want to eat out again. Like, this is horrible. <laughs> Uh, it's people like in a restaurant oh but it's also in a restaurant like applebee's yeah waiting came out when i was in college and half-baked would have been earlier 
I think I died watching Half Baked the first time, and then I actually started smoking weed, and I was like, okay, so all the things are true. Mm. Okay. I would watch that movie over waiting. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like. But I haven't seen both in long enough to honestly not be able to weigh in. Are you I not? don't think you need to see Dude, Where's My Car? Or any of the apple pies. Or what is it? What is it called? <laughs> American Pie? American Pie movies? Yeah. I think there's a movie called Apple Pie. Oh, you don't need to see mm, that either then. Probably not. No. I don't. There's a lot of teen movies that I think like you probably were okay not seeing. Oh my God. You guys need to watch one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's streaming right now on Amazon Prime. It's called Joysticks. And it's about... That sounds terrible. It came out in 1982, maybe? but oh, And it's God, very, like, Animal House, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Nerds style. It's a video game arcade, and everybody, all the main characters are rapists who fart. And, like, there's scenes in the movie where they're like, we're gonna open up the, um, the video game arcade in the middle of the night, um tell all the girls to come as is because you know i like those nightgowns and then they have a scene where all the guys put on their clothes but all the girls are in little 90s it's Mm. like one of those movies but typical the nerd in that movie is really hot and the okay uncle rico from napoleon dynamite plays a punk who's like super hot so uncle rico from napoleon dynamite is attractive in this movie and it's a horrible movie um you should watch it i'll watch a horrible movie it's so bad it's so i will bad. say i would so watch american pie and then Kristen bell's husband dax shepherd has another podcast i where can't believe they're married he interviewed jason biggs who stars in american pie yeah, yeah. I, it was the first time i'd ever heard jason biggs just tell the story like i was like oh yeah here's what it's like here's what it was like talking to my agent about like hey i'm about to fuck this pie and the agent was like well you're either going to be remembered it for it forever, forever and make a shitload of money yeah. or not going to be remembered for that particular thing and maybe you won't make any money on it. Who knows? But it like it worked out. You win but either way. I thought yeah. it was a super interesting conversation. His I definitely recommend Dak? it. Dex, Dax. 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 Did you guys see Kristen Bell on Ellen with all the lemurs? Oh, God. And did you see that? But I know every time she's on television or doing anything, it's gold. Dax. For her birthday, he has a home video and he wakes her up in bed and he's like, hey, wake up. And she's like, hi. And he's like, happy birthday. And she's like, thanks. And he's like, I have a present for you. And she starts crying (laughs) and she's like covering her face and he's like, what's wrong? And she's like, I know what you did. And he's like, what did I do? And she's like, I know what it is. You got me a lemur. And he's like, how did you know? Because he did. (laughs) And she's like crying uncontrollably. Yeah. And she's she like she's like hiccuping and she's like, I'm so excited. (laughs) So wild. It That's why insane. I fucking love her character in The Good Place. Because, yeah. like, everything you see her in is just, like, this bubbly, blonde chick. And then she plays such a fucking good... And I love how characters who are always really happy and bubbly play, like, the best assholes. Like, they're always good assholes. Yeah. Well, she's blonde, so she can play an asshole pretty mm. well. Yeah. Okay, um... Okay, obviously we're done with the movie. I don't know. I guess it was a little bit surprising. I couldn't find any, like, any gushing or anything on Tumblr. But this is a really hard movie to kind of research because it's, like, Reefer Madness, the movie musical, but it's not the original film, Reefer Madness. 
Also, Alan Cumming doesn't have a character name to look up. Mm. Yeah. So it's just hard to filter through and find the the jewels, uh, the gold. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I deferred to um, YouTube comments. So I did find some good ones. So instead of, in lieu of Tumblr hashtags for Alan Cummings' character in this film, I have some quotations from pe- from random people for his character. They are, okay, this is hot somehow. I feel like this sh- shouldn't be sexy, but he could stab me and I'd thank him. Hmm. And the last one is, Alan Cumming as the devil confuses me. Sexually. And they're talking about the pan costume, but it does look very devilish. Um, I feel like... I think the Okay, This Is Hot Somehow, that was the lecturer. It's all eyebrows, man. And then the I feel like this shouldn't be sexy, but that was for the goat man, and so was the Alan coming as the mm-hmm. devil part. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got, man. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. I kind of looked around as well, and I was like, you know... There's not a lot. I almost I wanted to look for uh, Boris to see if anybody was into Boris from Goldeneye because he plays like this hacker. And that was like I was like, that's the first time I saw him be a, a villain of some sort. Is this a Bond movie? It's a James Bond movie. It's the Pierce, thought... the first Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie. Oh, I thought Goldeneye was from like the 60s or something. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm uh, so bad with Bond films, but, but I'll watch Bond that. Is like, I mean, Bond's been going on forever, but I know, I think, but isn't I GoldenEye like the, a whole different franchise? GoldenEye is part of the James Bond. It's just oh, the first. No. It's Golden the first. Finger is what I was thinking of. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Is Goldfinger game? Goldfinger is James Bond, Bond no, too. Goldmember is uh, Austin Powers. Gold oh my god. Member, not finger. Okay. But Goldfinger. Well, that's a band. That's all I know. Yeah, Goldmember was not part of james bond but it's a spoof on <laughs> it james is a bond. it is a spoof on goldfinger okay yeah but i or didn't gold. even find uh boris i think it's oromov i want to say i didn't find really that much on that either but i'm okay. sure there's Cummings coming fans oh there has to be he's amazing i didn't see any fan fiction i didn't see any there was like one fan art but it was just like pencil drawing it was good it cut it it looked like him but then there was an, I don't know, I don't know. It's just an obscure film. Most people don't know this movie exists. Oh, also spoilers if you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so the internet stuff was very few and far between. But it's appreciated for people who have seen it, for sure. I think anybody who has seen this movie did not dislike it. Oh, no, it's great. I suppose I thought the character was sexy in its sort of etherealness because there's a the, the, lecturer? the lecturer. I guess the name the lecturer has a great potential for a sexy character. I guess that's what I'm gonna have to put on the pit on the photo when we post it online. It's gonna stuff. be more titillating, and now that they're getting to be saying this, like a little more titillating than it probably hints when we start. I think like I kind of like that he just keeps showing up randomly. If he hadn't. I don't think we'd, we'd, we would be doing this episode. <laughs> if he was just the lecturer, he wouldn't be in it that much. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Food? Food. Or wait, hot. Oh, wait. We already think he's hot? I guess. We, you know what? I think sometimes we just go back and forth between what we do first. So yeah. It doesn't matter. I think Alan Cummings hot. And I yeah, think. Same. Wait. Okay. Are we doing that? Wait. What are we doing? Sorry. Well, we're going to do food first. Okay. Oh. Because okay. we're hungry. He's hot food. I actually am hungry. 
I'm hungry too. Um, what food would the lecturer be? You know what? I could not think of food, but what I thought of is the concept of advertising food that restaurants huh. do. They like spray paint shit and they like oh. make it look like way more appetizing than it is. And then when you go, that makes sense. He's a propaganda it, burger. Yeah. And yeah, totally. He's they just shoot like, the fat side of the burger and like. Yeah, yeah, and they, they like, put it on, like, uh, toothpicks or whatever yeah, to separate yeah. everything, but then when you go to order it, it's all the smushed bread and meat. Someone said that cereal pictures are, like, it's they're in glue. They're in glue. The milk, is, like, the milk is glue. Yeah, the milk is glue, so it all just looks like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that, though, the idea of he's advertisement food, because he is a propaganda and a misinformation agent. Um, yeah. I like that. Okay, so I'm going to say he's an Oreo cookie. Because the lecturer is filmed in black and white, and I guess that's kind of what an Oreo looks like. But an Oreo, the inside of the Oreo is very different from the outside of the Oreo. And I just feel like on the outside, he's like this delicious cookie. And this is just my opinion, but I love the outside of Oreos. I like the cookie part. And like maybe that's like his facade that he's presenting, but inside is this like disgusting white paste that you kind of scrape off chalky whiteness and you throw into the garbage so you can just eat the cookie part um and that's like all his like bullshit (laughs) i actually went with one that i realized i picked it and then watched it again and i was like oh it's in the movie but uh macarons because i was like oh you get little bites of him and i thought he was equally sweet in all of his uh different visual presentations Oh, there's macarons. No, no, there's no shadowy macaron part. You can have a dark macaron that's just as sweet as a very bright pink macaron. <laughs> okay, um, that's adorable. Speaking uh, of macarons and sweets, next time on Super Hot Bad Guy Podcast. Oh, the Candy, candy Man. Candy Man. We're kind of. Oh, we said it three times. Candy Good thing there's no mirror did here. Did we just say that three times? We did. The candy Man. <laughs> Into I a can microphone. See my face in the wine the candy bottle. Man. <laughs> Okay, so is the lecturer... Oh, I'm sorry. Why do we find the lecturer so sexy? Honestly, I just find him sexy as a human being. Mm. So um, I don't know if anything about him being a lecturer is really all that sexy. But he plays all those weird characters. He does. He really does. That's Mm. why I like him. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, if it was just him in this movie, like presenting this film... I wouldn't be so into him, but the fact that he's in the film that he shows playing all these weird people. I like that etherealness and the eyebrow work. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times this podcast, but the amazing eyebrow work. He's got a good clean cut look and he wears a good suit. So much confidence. Despite the lip syncing issues, I do. He like drops his voice and makes it like really raspy. And I think that's really attractive. I do like his voice. And I do find his over-pronunciations really sexy because he has a very thick Scottish accent in real life. On that TRL interview that I watched, he pronounced orgy, orgy. And then he pronounced, oh, what was the other I one? I forgot that he's Scottish. Oh, orgy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, God. He said something else super crazy, too. His accent is, like, bonkers It's insane me. because he, oh, that's why. Because he's in a movie and he's speaking his, like, He's talking in its 
accent, but in a way that people can actually hear what he's saying. <laughs> and it sounds like American trying to talk like a Scottish he person. Has a cr- it doesn't... He's crazy Scottish. Yeah, yeah. he's so Scott. I forgot that. So when he does his American over-enunciated American accent, I think that's really attractive, too. Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. The lecturer. The lecturer. So, yeah, we're doing Candyman, mm-hmm. played by Tony Todd. Because uh, we're getting in the summer. We're gonna, that's going to be our May movie. Um, I think, so the first Candyman is like, hot summer in what chicago or something and then the second one is like the bayou in new orleans the third movie i have no idea hopefully it's like a summary i doubt it's like a winter snow cabin or anything like that so i feel like it's like thematic sweaty for the um for the season blaze 420 blaze 420 um (laughs) that's our new catchphrase (laughs) really just this time (laughs) uh I don't know. Find us on online. We're online mm-hmm. somewhere. Whatever Hot your social media, we're probably there. Hot Bad Pod. Uh, if you want to send in a Creep Corner story, we didn't have one Do for it. this episode. Um, but a Creep Corner story is you tell, sending us information about how hot you find a specific villain from any genre. We'll read it. And um, you can send that to hotbadpod at gmail.com. There's also an anonymous option on our Tumblr page, which is superhotvillains.tumblr.com. Um, Thank you um, all for listening. Yeah, and rate us and then comment. On yeah, iTunes. we'll read it. We'll read your thing. Um, and really quick surprise, we're gonna start a Patreon, and this is our promise to everyone who makes a donation. We're not going to put up any like special Patreon locked episodes or something. It's just going to be a place where you can donate 35 cents to us or like whatever. And the deal is if you do that, we will thank you by name at the end of the episode, pair you with a random villain of our choosing and set you up on a stupid fictional date. And it'll be hilarious and you probably won't even care about the villain that you that we set you up with, but or maybe you'll realize a villain you never or maybe could yeah. be an option. Or maybe yeah. it's your biggest dream, and we'll pick like the very villain of your dreams. If we do spark the essence of your being, you will have to contribute more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, um, uh, get permission from Dan. Goodbye. Creep it's easy. Blaze four twenty. Like something inside has stirred At long, long last let the truth be heard Go forth, Jimmy, and spread the word From sea to shining sea You have been set free To tell the truth about the wisdom we have learned Gonna tell them that's true Your brain till you're incurably insane. Trust us to tell them. Hashtag Kristen Bell into sloths, not lemurs. Wow. <laughs>